Yes, yes, welcome to Conversations of the Heart. It is your boy T. Till. Today we're going to be rocking with the great relationship coach, Miss um, Alicia Bennett. Um, we're going to be talking about relationships and dating, things like that. Shout out to More Beats. Shout out to DJ Teddy Grams in the building. Um, you know, so we're going to be getting into a lot of this spicy talk probably. It's going to be the first of of this relationship series. You know, I'm looking forward to having this conversation right here because, you know, um, people love love and relationships and stuff like that. So, you know, um, rock with me. And she is here. Alicia, what's going on? What's going on, sir? I'm good. You kind of turned this way. I th- I knew you was going to say that, so let me... Let me <laughs> that I wanted to make sure you was good. I wanted let to make sure you was good. Okay, there we go. That's better. That is better. <laughs> Shout out to Father Knows Best. Man, so first of all, thank you uh, for doing this with me. Um, you know, when I... I was like, man, I really want to do something on relationships. Um, in, in, in the first season... Um, I didn't do anything on, on relationships, you know, I kept it, you know, s- strictly on a lot of like mental health, you know, uh, employment, so social justice and trauma, things like that. Um, so in, in the second season, I was like, you know, I really want to do something on relationships. And when I met you doing a relationship talk, um, you know, uh, I think it was the end of last year. I, I said, this is the one. I got to have this one on here. I have to have this talk with the great, Alicia Bennett, um, you are a relationship and dating coach, um, and you are called the dating mechanic. I want to hear a lot more about that, by the way. I want to hear a lot more about that. Um, and you are the founder of Dating Mechanics University, and you're an author. Um, and um, I am an aspiring author. You know what? I'm going to correct myself. Uh, my boy Horace, who was on the show last week, said, as long as you write, like, don't say you're an aspiring author or an aspiring writer. You are a writer. So I'm going to say, you know, I am a writer too, um, but I'm going to come out with this book. It's going to be a lot of smoke. Um, but we're but we not here to talk about me. We, I want to know more about you. Um, I, I, I want to know, first of all, how did you become a relationship coach? Um, and what is the dating mechanic? That's what I want to know. Okay. Well, funny enough, Divorce is what got me into this whole relationship game, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, being in a being in a place of state being stable financially, right? Mm. I grew a business, um, mm. and I was doing well. Um, I had a child, and I figured, okay, what is the next logical step that I'm supposed to take in my mm-hmm. life? Because society tells us once you are financially stable, once you have all the education, once you have all of those things, then it's time for you to find a spouse. And mm. so the natural thing, what is the next step in your in life is to mm. become a wife. And so um, the first person to come along as, oh, Lord, you know, send me the right person and blah, blah, blah. And the first person mm-hmm. to come along, I was like, oh, that must be him. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. that must be him mm-hmm. um, 
and then finding out that I didn't do the work to figure out what it is I wanted in a relationship in order for that relationship or that union to work. Mm. And so as I was, you know, failing in my Mm -hmm. relationship and trying Mm -hmm. to grasp for that straws and trying to do everything that I could in order to save my relationship, um, Mm. I got into this field. And it's and, okay. and the funny thing about it is I was ready to come out of doing hair, mm. right? As a optician, I was I was ready to come out of that, and I didn't know what I was going to do next. And then mm. I'm like, okay, well this this is kind of up my alley. I listen to people all day long with their relationship mm. issues and problems, right? Because right. you know, sure. when, you're at the, when you're at the hairstyles or then when you're at the barbershop, that's the place that black people go to smoke. All the smoke. Right, right, right. (laughs) All their burning questions about relationships. So that, you know, that came naturally. So, yes. So as a dating mechanic, I've, you know, going through, I've gone through a couple of different um, places when you're talking about relationships, singles and married people and doing married uh, marriage Bible studies and, you know, singles groups and all of that. And I find that the thing that is constant is dating. You Mm. have to date and all of those stages. You have to date when you're single. You have to date when you are in a premarital stage, right? Mm. And you definitely have to keep dating your spouse once so, so. right? Because it's the so, so. bond that you have to keep and create, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where the dating mechanic comes from. Dope. So I, I want to get this going. Uh, so be, 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 before I start the conversation, just tell the people about your books, um, where they can get them, the names of the books and all of that, like, tell them. Absolutely. So um, they can go on Amazon and they can they can just look up Alicia Bennett and they can get all the books for the seven key questions to ask on the first date. Um, mm. And my first book was Dear Future Spouse. Um, that's geared towards single people. Um, both of those books are. They're geared towards single, single people to help them come out of the kind of selfish mindset that we have as single people. And mm themselves ready to actually welcome a spouse into their life mm. yeah. go check that out myself right? you know <laughs> you know yeah because i'm about to, i'm about to never mind so um so let's talk about <laughs> yeah we know we know <laughs> we already know it is what it is so um <laughs> so so i guess my first question to you would be like some people might ask you say it look alicia how do i know when I'm ready to start dating. Mm. How do you know when you're ready to start dating? Yeah. Do you have a desire? This is what people don't understand. There are several types of dating, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can do for fun because mm-hmm. you are in a place of, I have things that are of other priority, like my education, like mm-hmm. my career like my children, like whatever mm-hmm. else, right? I need to get my finances together, right? right? That, that's a certain type of dater, right? They mm-hmm. just want to have fun. Right. Um, there's another type of dater who is just, you know, they're just looking for companionship. They mm-hmm. have all that together. It's just that they don't want to be tied down to someone, right? They don't want to mm-hmm. be in a marriage situation. They just want mm-hmm. companionship, somebody they can call on. I want to go to the movies. I want to go to the theater. I want to you know, it's Friday night, let's go to a concert, whatever the case may be, mm. right? They want to have that companionship. And there are people that want the whole shebang, right? 
They want marriage. They want kids. They want, you know, or they want to be in that stable relate monogamous relationship. Right. Right. So when do you know? It just depends on what stage of dating you're at. Right. Mm. What do you have the desire to do? Mm. That's really what it comes down to. And some people really are just content being single right now. Mm-hmm. They just want to be single right now because of the other things that they have going on in their, in their life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Either. Mm. Absolutely not. So <laughs> I've gotten this question a lot, you know, you know, from just friends and people. And, and they're like, yo, T, like, it's COVID out here. It's it's hard to meet people. You can't just go to the lounge. You can't just go to the club. You can't just meet up with everybody. People got COVID. I don't know what they got. They got the flu. They got the cold. They got the vid. I don't know. They have no clue. I don't know what they got. But then they say, hey, so how do I meet somebody in quarantine? I'm ready. And they might say, I'm ready today, but so how do I meet somebody in quarantine? It's so funny because things really haven't changed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in Florida, they, in Florida, they haven't changed. But in, 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 in New York City, it's different. So, but you still go out. Mm-hmm. You're still in a, you know, in, the, in a place with someone. You still, online dating right now is really hot. Everybody's coming out with something. Facebook dating, right? Everybody is coming out with something that is, um, that's going to be a little bit more helpful. The thing is really being, not being scared to put yourself out there, right? As long as you put the right safeguards in place, not mm-hmm. being scared to get online and say, hey, you know, let's talk, let's FaceTime, mm-hmm. let's, you know, whatever the case may be to try to build a relationship with someone. Start doing that. Start doing mm-hmm. that online thing. Start doing, hey, and especially for the ladies, get in those inboxes. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I promise talk you. Alicia, talk to them. And people talking about, Oh no, not me! A man, a, a man that findeth a wife is. A, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. Um, yeah, a man that but, a wife is a good thing. But be, be, before I get there, what I uh-huh. what I want to know, because people are gonna say p- people feel that companionship, right? Like they want that physical companionship. So after they do the online chatting and after they do the whole, you know, you know, building this virtual thing like you know FaceTime and stuff like that, like. I, I, I want a link, but I'm shook. He might have the vid. I don't know where he'd be at. I don't know. Um, so what would you suggest as far as, like, the physical parameters? Of meeting someone offline? Yeah, online that you don't really know. Because um, okay. I know people that are really shook. They don't really want to meet people that they really don't know. Like, this is okay because it's virtual, Right. But when it comes to just the physical part of it, you know what, maybe let's meet, let's have dinner or lunch or whatever. Um, I know some people are really scared about that. Yeah, well, safety first, right? So -hmm. you definitely want to have conversations with that person on the phone. You want to be able to FaceTime or some type of video chat with that phone. Man, they have so many things out there. They have Facebook Messenger. You can, you know, have that that face-to-face you know, you got Google and you got all these Zoom, you got all these different avenues that you can use. I have been on plenty of virtual dates at this point, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. had, I had dinner on a virtual date where mm-hmm. um, he ordered dinner from mm-hmm. a restaurant. It mm-hmm. was um, sent to my house, right? DoorDash to my house. And then we actually, Ooh, we. right? So, Ooh, okay. It, um, 
you know, we were mm -hmm. literally eating together, right? Wow. Talking and having a conversation. Um, mm. There are things that you can do, cute little things, right? On Facebook Messenger, we do little games. There's games that you can do, right? So you're both on the mm. screen doing games together. It's really cute, right? So it's different things that you can do in order to get to know a person that is um, that you don't have to be face-to-face, -face, but putting in those safeguards first, making sure that you're comfortable with the person that you think that they are. Mm. Definitely seeing that person, right? That's going to be mm -hmm. key. And then when you, when you go to a first meeting, make it very short, right? I always tell somebody a first date, especially if you're coming from off online to mm. offline, is to make the date short. It doesn't have to be dinner. Mm. It can be a dessert. It can be coffee. It can, mm -hmm. you know, a walk in a park. Don't make it complicated, right? It doesn't have to be complicated. Keep it simple. Keep it very simple. <laughs> so you've already kind of touched on what, what my next question was going to be. Mm -hmm. And I was going to just say, is it ever okay for a woman to approach first? I know the answer to this. <laughs> but I want you, coming from you, it might sound a little better. It doesn't matter if it's coming from me. I have this discussion all the time, every day, on my Facebook timeline, right? Mm -hmm. Women just have to be comfortable with doing that. So women mm -hmm. think for some reason that because if they initiate, right, they're looked at as being less than. They're not mm -hmm. valued. They're, you know, a man is going to think about them in a certain way. All a man is thinking at this point is, oh, I need to pay attention to her, <laughs> right? That's all they're thinking at this point. They're not mm -hmm. thinking anything negative about you. Now, what you say out of your mouth next, that's different. <laughs> right, right. right. Mm -hmm. But to just approach a man and say, you know, hi, you know, I saw you over there, you know, just wanted to come and say hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. You know, are you single? Get that out first. Are you Thanks. single? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. That's the question you should be asking someone. That way mm. you know where to go from there. Do I need right. to step back? Do I need to step away? Do I need to, you know, can I keep engaging with this person? And then it right. lets me know right off the bat, no, I, I'm here for this purpose, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. I don't chit-chat. I'm here because I'm, you know, mm -hmm. I found it interesting you, right, mm -hmm. from visually. And I now, want to do that. I think a lot of that also came from the, the Bible, you know what I'm saying? You know, everybody quotes that, but that particular term, you know, that particular phrase, that scripture from the Bible. But I think it's taken way out of context, first of all. You know what I'm saying? Because just because you approach me, doesn't even, like, it, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to take care of the dates. Right? It just, it just, just you just initiated the conversation. Right? Mm -hmm. And now I'm, I'm, I can take it from here, but it's like, it's such a thing where it's like, nah, I can never approach a guy because he's supposed to find me. Right. And it's like, that's true, but then a the closed mouth don't get fed either. Right. If you sit on your couch, how is anyone going to find you, right? <laughs> You're sitting on your couch. No one can find you at all. So women have to be in a, in, they have to position themselves, right? In a mm. place where they can be found. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Hell, it could even happen at the supermarket. I ain't going to lie. Oh. Most Catch definitely. me out five. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> oh. People, you know, <laughs> a lot of times people just don't know how to start conversations. So if you're mm -hmm. in the grocery line, what are you saying? If you see a man by himself and he has the, the makings of spaghetti or the makings of lasagna, you know, mm. start a 
start that conversation with them. Oh, what you cooking tonight? You know, like, you know, those mm-hmm. types of things. Like, you cooking lasagna there. You know, you're a good mm-hmm. cook. You know, those mm-hmm. types of things to start mm-hmm. that conversation. And then let that, that natural, as they say, chemistry happen. Chemistry take take its place. And I believe in that. Um, just kind of like, sometimes I think we we restrict ourselves. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like only in the club, only at a bar, only mm-hmm. at a lounge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, there's so many places where we're still going. Like, pe- mad people going to Costco. Mad, you know, <laughs> mad people. Like, like, mad people in the supermarkets and stuff like that. Because guess what we're doing more of? Because guess what we're doing more of? We eating more. You know what I'm saying? We've eaten a lot more. And and people drinking a lot more. Hell, you might, you might find yourself at the liquor store. You know what I'm saying? Which makes us need more toilet paper, right? So that's we're in the line for toilet paper, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, we still out here um, meeting people. You know what I'm saying? Or we're still out here in groups. Now, the difference is you may not be going to Costco in your best. See, now that's another thing. It's like, oh, I don't look my best. I don't have my heels on. I don't have my my suit on. I don't have whatever the case is on. And it's like, you know what? I just want to get in, hide myself, and get out. That's another yeah. thing too. Yeah. So 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 making yourself uh desirable, right? To the person right. that you attract. Right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you have to be glammed up and you know, uh, and makeup down and you know, like you say, you come into Costco in a suit, like where are you going, right? Yeah, 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 of course, of course. <laughs> Doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that, but being presentable, right? Your clothes mm-hmm. are clean stains all over them, you know, those types yeah. of things. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, people become a supermarket looking wild. People oh, become a supermarket like they just right? they rolled out of bed, the, the rollers in the joint, everything yeah. is all wrapped up, like, you know, it's like, damn, man, you know what I mean? So you're right about that, though. I, I, I think in this climate, we gotta do things different, you know? Like, we don't have anywhere to really dress up, to, well, I mean, as far as New York. Like, we don't really have anywhere to, to really go right now to dress up and go, unless maybe you're going out to dinner, but, you know what I'm saying, but you might be with your homegirls right now, you, you know what I'm saying? But I think, you know, if you're going out to the supermarket, maybe dress, dress in a little bit different, you know what I'm saying? Instead of the sweats, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe, maybe put on some jeans and some sneakers or look a little bit more appealing, right? You know what I'm saying? Because you never know who you're going to run into. You never know. You never know. You know, and it's funny, I was talking to one of my boys the other day, and, and, and he was like, man, I've been dressing real nice to go to the supermarket lately. He was like, just, <laughs> he's like, just to feel good about myself. He said, I put on something a little fresh. He said, I put on this nice shirt, these crispy jeans, and he's like, yo, I just go out there. He said, man, he said, because you just never know. And it's true. Like, you never know who, you, who, you, who you're going to meet out there. So sometimes maybe it's not the club you got to worry about right now. It's, 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 it's <laughs> And if you feel good, right? If you yeah. feel good, you'll exude that energy, right? You'll you'll that out. You'll Yeah, because if I see somebody in like, you know, getting this deodorant or something, I'm be like, Oh, you got that good hygiene. <laughs> oh, okay. We need to have this conversation. Like you got this you got this nice lotion and deodorant out here smelling good. What you got in your basket? <laughs> yeah, I need to know. <laughs> that if people would just do that and do little silly things like that it actually opens up the conversation if you are walking Walmart or you know a store you're like what you got in your basket over there right like it's like people will open up to you people will 
I'm you good know, for doing stuff like that. Well, yeah. Now that we don't have as much interaction with people that we did before, right? So people actually mm -hmm. look for that interaction. So if you right, right. somebody and you give that interaction to them, they're most more like they're most likely they'll give it back to you, right? Right. Um But guess what? It's okay if they don't. And if right, right, of course. rejection happens, it's a good thing. Yeah, and that's what people are also afraid of rejection. We need to that's have a lot of women don't really. A lot, that's also the lot why, why a lot of women don't want to approach men too. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be clear. You know what I'm saying? Because men are supposed to be used to their rejection. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be used to their rejection, and, and you guys are supposed to be able to give it. But mm -hmm. taking it, that's a different story, right? Yeah. So, but you're right. I do think that women should have the freedom to approach. I'm, I'm not saying you have to. But you should have the freedom of mind to say, yo, if I see somebody I like, yo, I, I could slide in the DM or I could slide in here or take a look at him or notice him. Like, this, uh, there's not wrong with him. Like, it's not wrong with that, though. Um, so let's just say you meet somebody, um, somebody brand new. You know, you guys are talking to have a good time. So what are some of the pitfalls to avoid um, while dating somebody new? Pitfalls to avoid dating someone new. Not asking if they're single. <laughs> I'll tell you, Facts. nine times out of ten, they will tell you the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Some version of the truth, right? Right. So, yeah, I'm single, but I live with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm talking to somebody. You know, mm -hmm. there's some version of the truth, right? If they don't fly. Yeah, I'm single, but I'm separated. Yep. yep. Correct, right? And then you can decide whether you want to deal with that or not, right? <laughs> I don't yep. But it's, <laughs> it's not my suggestion, but yes. Um, yep. But watching out for really just taking your time. Mm -hmm. What is the rush, right? Yeah, <laughs> we facts. Don't need to rush into any type of situation. Give mm -hmm. it some time. Actually be able to allow the person to show you what it is mm. that they're saying to you. Mm. Let them let them show that, right? Mm. How are they how are how are they um even able to show you, right, in this time of pandemic, right? Mm. Let them show and prove as they say, as the old folks mm -hmm. say. That's what the old folks say. Let them show and prove mm -hmm. yep. that who they say they are is really who they are. Mm. Right? Are you consistent? Mm. Right? Are you, um, you're a person of your word, right? Is your integrity intact? Those types of things, right? Mm. And you only know those things with time. So you can't mm -hmm. rush it. Definitely can't rush it. Mm. Dope. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, excuse me, societal pressures when it comes to dating. And I think people date, it's like you said earlier, people date for different reasons. Um, and I feel like a lot of it is based off of societal pressures, too. It's like, oh, I have to have a family by the time I'm 35 or, or 30 years old, or I'm supposed to be with this guy or a guy by this particular time. And, and, and I feel that when those things happen, I feel that sometimes it forces people to rush into making decisions that they haven't really, really thought fully because they, they want to get this thing. Right. And it's just like, man, 
But like, who's to say that you're supposed to have a family by 30 or kids by 30? But and now it feels like you're rushing the process and you're rushing yourself to get this thing that everybody says that you're supposed to have. But yeah. nobody's really telling you, hey, maybe find the right person. But they're just saying, oh, you're just supposed to be married and you're supposed to have kids and you're supposed to do this. And the real, like, 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 like the real things, like happen in a relationship. Like how to maintain that relationship too. You know what I'm saying? They just throw nothing out. So, a woman's biological clock is a real thing. Huh? <laughs> it's a real thing. Um, so we we won't just push that to the side. It is a real thing. It, um, it's a real thing. And I'm, I'm not disputing that, but it doesn't mean that you should make life, lifetime decisions, right, in a rush space, just because you have fun, is what I'm saying, because you can do more retrospect, more damage to you and probably like a child than anything, anything else, right? And, and I think, because I've had people that have had kids at 38, at 39, and they were like, yo, that was the best thing that ever happened to me, because my career is flowing, I have more money, my spouse has more money. Like, and we're getting it in and we're flowing that way. And it, it's like, you know, like, damn, like, they got it. You, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, yes, there's a clock and we have to respect that. But also, that's not the whole story, though. So I think what happens is we don't teach our children at a very young age. And, it, and it, a lot of it is modeling, right? But we don't teach them at a very young age how to have a relationship or how to prepare for one. Right? <laughs> um, kinda, yeah, so that, that kind of gets us into a place where we're, it's trial and error until we get to 35, 40. Mm -hmm. right? And then we're trying to rush into some type of situation. So being able to, while you're, um, while you're growing in other areas, being able to grow that area as well and making that a priority, mm. because I think a lot of times that's not what people are doing, right? right. They're just falling into relationships, <laughs> right? Without any real rhyme or reason. Right. It's, it's, we, we have to be more intentional about how we are not only teaching our children, but how we are as adults um, seeking out the experiences that will allow us to, to know what it is that we want. Hmm. Just like anything else, right? Right. We have job also experiences. We have all these other different experiences, but for some reason... We have to find this one person, right? And we have to hurry up and do it. No, you can have many experiences, right? And all of those experiences will add to what it is that you truly want to end up with, <laughs> mm. <laughs> right? In the end, mm. it's okay. And also addressing your traumas. I think, you know, working in, in the, like, the nonprofit sector for a while, you know, dealing with young kids and, and young adults, um, you'll see that a lot of these young adults these, and these teenagers have years of built-up trauma at the age of 16. But by by the age of 16, mm. I mean years of, of trauma, right? So that's at the age of 16. So now imagine somebody like, let's just say, I, I'll, I'll use somebody who's, who's my age, who's 36. 
right? So if I'm 36 years old and have about, I don't know, 25 years worth of trauma already mm -hmm. built up in me and I haven't addressed those things, those things will come out in, in a relationship. Yes. Especially if left unaddressed. Yes. So what's the best way to deal with trauma? Sometimes you won't be able to deal with things until you get into a situation. So uh, the person that you're in a relationship with is going to be your mirror, right? They're going to show you you. Everything that you don't like about yourself, everything that you do like about yourself, everything that you're unaware of mm -hmm. that you do, right? <laughs> hmm. That person is going to show you that, right? So it's more of when these traumas come up, how do I deal with them? Hmm. Do I know how to deal with things in a healthy manner? Right. Do I, yell? do I scream? Do I shout? Do I, you know, take a second to listen to what's been being said to me? Right. And then consider it, you know, do I need to hear it, take some time and then come back to it? Mm -hmm. How am I? dealing with this with these triggers how am i dealing with these traumas you're not going to know everything but uh, there are ways you know where you can work on yourself to know for instance being with a relationship coach right so mm -hmm. if you coach with me we'll go through the different stages of what is a healthy relationship right. how is our relationship with your parents or your caregivers right <sighs> how how is your relationship with money because Big. money will be a trigger, right? Mm -hmm. um, how is your relationship with, you know, if you have kids and, and you know, the parents of those kids, right? Mm -hmm. relationship with that. So being able to point some things out, mm -hmm. but also knowing how to deal with triggers when they arise, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing how you deal with conflict. Mm -hmm. And being up. able to point that around. Right. So speaking of, so when it comes to red flags, right, yeah. um, people do different things. You know, some, some people say, you know what, I'm out, red flags, I'm going. So, and some people say, oh, you know, um, nobody's perfect, and, you know, let me just, I can ignore it, and whatever the case is, right? So what would you suggest as far as taking action um, in the dating process when it comes to red flags? Well, it sounds more like you're talking about deal breakers, right? That's what I call them, deal breakers. It could be. Um, yeah. Or maybe you don't even know it's a deal breaker yet until it keeps happening. Mm. Yeah. It's like, I can right. do it at once. Which goes back, which but... goes back to those experiences that you have to have in order to know, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Knowing yourself, yep. So it just depends on, right? So red flag would be they're always talking about their ex. Okay, are you still in love with them? <laughs> right um so what red flags are we talking about right mm -hmm. um throw some out there like what throw some red so, flags so a couple things so i've heard people say like oh like i don't like when he or she is on the phone all all the time okay um i've heard is of that red, is that a red flag or is that a a conversation that needs to be had about it you depends know. on the frequency. It depends on, it depends. You know what I'm saying? It, it depends on, on the person. It does. Because you can have a conversation and the person just keeps, that because that's naturally them. 
Well, well, then there's no respect there for the relationship, right? If, well, if there you, is no relationship yet. It's like you guys are in the dating process. Oh, well, if we're in the dating process and you're not paying attention to me. That's automatic. That's what I mean by red flag, yeah. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not somebody that you want to be engaged with if mm. something else is taking your attention, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a good fit for us. Because how do I get to know you if you're always in your phone, right? Right. And I think the second thing would maybe be how somebody responds to a conflict. So let's just say you guys have been out a few times. You guys still aren't in a relationship, but you guys are dating for a while, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the person does something to irritate you. Now, you in turn, you snap, right? Now, that's conflict resolution, right? So like, should you have snapped? Should you have not snapped? Right? So somebody who's looking at that can say, man, like, they have a hot-ass hot temper. Like, I don't <laughs> got to deal with that. I don't got to deal with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't know how to communicate their, their problems, their issues, or their concerns. Right. They don't, they're not in control of their emotions. Right. Right. Um, and, and, and that's something that is a learned habit. Mm -hmm. Um. So being that person has to be able to control their own emotions. So they need to go through a process of when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling attacked, when I'm feeling right. So that's a discussion. Okay. So why are you yelling right now? Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like you always say in the, okay, so you feel attacked. Mm -hmm. All right. So now let's look at the situation. Say you and I was, you know, in a, in a conversation and it turns mm -hmm. into, you know, what am I, first of all, I'm looking at myself. What am I saying? Mm -hmm. Am I blaming you or am I, or am I using I feel statements, mm -hmm. right? Terrence, I feel like, you know, you're on your phone all the time and we don't have an opportunity to really connect and bond and talk, right? Because the phone is always in the way. Or am I saying, you always got your phone and you don't never be talking to me. And it, that's a different type of energy. Deal with it, God. Right? <laughs> you're going to respond to me in a different way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So if I'm saying, if I'm saying to you, if I'm if I'm doing this to you and I'm, you know, I'm at you and you come back at me with the same type of energy, well, I kind of created that, right? I created that situation. Right. I created that space and that energy. However, if I come to you and I'm very calm and I'm just, you know, and you come at me with such force or come at me with you know, what is going on in your mind, right? Why do you feel like, is there some truth behind what I'm saying? And so now you feel attacked versus I'm not really attacking you, right? I'm not attacking mm -hmm. you. I'm saying what my concern is, but mm -hmm. you take it as that. So now we need to, you need to change, right? So it's a habit. Mm -hmm. Habit. Why do you feel attacked all the time? Mm -hmm. See, that's an issue that they need to deal with. I just got an idea for another, for another part of our series. We're gonna you know, talk about off, we're gonna talk about this offline, but I got it. I'm, I'm on to something. I'm on to something. I'm on to something. Um so another thing that I've been getting is like yo, yo T like I'm tired. Like I am tired of dating. I am exhausted. I am I, there's nobody out there. There's these guys, there's just girls, like there's, there's nothing out there, like everybody's out for self, like it's a lot of frustration, dating frustration that I'm hearing out there. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, about the pool. The pool that you're swimming in, right? Yeah. <laughs> the dating pool that, that is out there. It's just like, yo, I'm tired. I'm tired. I ain't got nothing. Yeah. 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 So what would you say about how do you avoid dating exhaustion? Yeah. Date, as as I've I've read, the dating pool has pee in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> the dating pool has pee in it. Pee in it. All right. So how do you not have dating exhaustion? Right? Yeah. You have to be intentional about your dating practices. Mm. That's what it really comes down to. Okay. Don't be a serial dater. Right? First, okay. know, first knowing where you are in the dating pool. Are you in a shallow end? Are you in the middle? Or are you in the deep end? Mm. Right? Spandle. Yeah. Figuring out what that is, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in a shallow end, you're gonna probably date more. Mm -hmm. The closer you get, the closer mm -hmm. you get to the, the deep end, mm -hmm. you're being very selective. Right. Right? Then you jump out of the pool and you get into the jacuzzi because it's a more it's a, it's, a, it's a smaller area, right? We right you are very intentional about who mm -hmm. you're dating. So when you talk about the jacuzzi, we jumping out of the pool, right? And we get into the jacuzzi. When we talk about that, you're really vetting people. You're having those conversations on the phone. You're having it before you even decide to go out on a date with somebody. Mm -hmm. You're actually having the deep conversations that you need to have and getting all of those things out of the way. Before mm -hmm. we even start interacting in my personal space, I need to know that you're even worth the experience of that. Mm. Right? I think we got some so, questions coming on down here. What we got yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I saw that. <laughs> I'm going to get to that in one second. Stop popping up here. Yeah, so I'm going to get to that question in one second. Uh -huh. But So what would you say if, you know, people are saying, hey, listen, man, in this dating ocean, there's, there's really nothing there. But what if, right, what if there was somebody, you know what I'm saying, who they've been walking on the beach with before they get into the ocean, maybe a friend or somebody within their own network that they haven't really even looked at. Uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> so before I, they get into the ocean, there's somebody already walking with them on the beach. That's Is that a thing? Ignoring or they don't see or... So one of my things is to tell singles, who is in your immediate space mm. go through your friends list mm. is there someone in your friends list you can do this on facebook any social media you can do it in your phone you can do it mm. wherever right right look at your friends list who's single and is there any potential mm -hmm. for that person to be your person mm -hmm. right wow but you have to start somewhere so who's in that friend list? You would be surprised, very surprised at who you didn't see, didn't look at, right? Even if it is just a conversation, even if it is just a coffee date, even if it's, you know, start start it. Start that messaging back and forth. Start that, you know, just to mm -hmm. see where that person is and if they would be a possible potential mate. You never know. 
So what you're saying is they could be walking on the beach with the very person that they can be going into the ocean with together. Oh, okay, okay. I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. I, you know, hey, hey, hey. I heard. I heard that. All right. So Christopher Karen said, "Is playing games just a part of the dating experience, or should it not exist?" Hmm. Shout out to Coach Dunkley in the building. Yeah. Should playing games be part of the dating, the dating experience? Dating experience. Um, I think there's a level of cat and mouse mm -hmm. that people can play mm -hmm. that makes the dating experience fun. Right? But you still have to know what the end result you want to, to see. Right? Playing cat and mouse is kind of dangerous, right? Because you have to be able to. Yeah, I ain't <laughs> you really have that. I just gotta go. Yeah, you have to be able to. Like I said, you have to know the end game, and right. and it's a certain. You have to get to a certain level where you're like, okay, you know, the playing the play part is over, right? Mm -hmm. The seduction part is over, and now we're getting into to a real relationship, or we're getting into something a little bit deeper, right? Right. But, there's there's the seduction is great right playing off of each other is great that whole chemistry thing is and chemistry is nothing but the chemicals in your body right everybody wants to make it something that it's not chemistry is the chemicals within your body that is making you oh those chemicals in the body right the yeah. and the oh you know the googly eyes and the, all of that kind <laughs> of thing, that's all it is yeah. <laughs> That's all that is, right? Mm. But yeah, I would say add that in there, right? Mm. Be a little coy. I think, you know. think there's there's a difference though between playing a little bit of cat and mouse, a little bit of seduction. I mean, that's different. But mm -hmm. I think the games though, I think the games is where it's just to me when you say games, it's like you do stuff on purpose to see certain things, like as to prove something to you. It's like there's certain games that, to me, it's just, I, I I mean, and maybe I'm just a little older, so, like, the games, to me, I, it don't really make a difference to me about the games at, at all. I just kind of just want to just put it on the table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and let's go, right? Yeah. The stuff so, is yeah. cool. The flirty stuff is cool. Like, I, I have no right. problem with that. But the games, though? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there is a Some difference. people still like to play it, though, but it's just not for me. Yeah, it's a there's a difference between flirting and you know doing the whole seduction thing and um and trying to manipulate another person to get certain feelings or emotions from them or out of them. Yes, yep. there's a difference in that, right? Big difference. There is. There there's a difference in that. And of course we don't want to play those types of games. Um right. Play games right? right. I think that's what I mean. It's just don't play games with, with people's feelings and, and don't play games because you wouldn't want that done to you. Yeah. I think yeah. when you're younger, it's different sometimes. Like, you just, like, you're young and you're growing and you're figuring yourself out. I mean, those things happen 100%. But, you know, as you get older, it's like, like, the games? Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So... So, in my opinion, I don't think the games should be a part of the dating experience. Now, 
Of course, the other stuff, the flirting, the seduction, the this, the that, the playful stuff. I mean, absolutely, a hundred percent. Um, because you got to keep the spark. Um, or else. Yeah, <clears throat> I think yeah. we lack in that area, though. Huh? The art of dating. I think we lack in that area. The actual mm. art of dating. Mm. It is an art. Mm. It's a dance, right? Mm. It's a dance you're doing with that other person. And I don't think we really have those skills. Oh, I want to know more about this here. The art. <laughs> no, no, you can't just leave it like that. You got to expand on it for the people. Yeah. There's certain skills that we don't have, right? Like what? Um, something as simple as letting a gentleman open the door for you and creating that whole um, energy. That courting. Yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. courting, that energy. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. Female and, and male energy, right? Um, just the way that you, just the way that you are exuding more, if you're a female, being more feminine. Right mm. and not mm. being so hard or not being so you know controlled because it's funny know, so. it's, it's funny you said that I'm, I'm gonna let you finish but some, but sometimes like you try to open the door for somebody and I can do it myself and it's just like I I didn't say you couldn't do it yourself don't hit me you know what I'm saying like <laughs> like damn I'm just trying to I, you know you know what then oh, open the door you damn self cool you know right. what I'm saying like and, and and that's what it turns into you know what I'm saying um. So I, I feel what you're saying, though. I feel what you're saying. Well, that's the dance, right? Mm. That's the dance. Being able to play off of the other person and what's happening and the energy and being able to watch. A lot of times we don't watch for signs of this is the way that person wants to be treated. You know, those types of things. So, for instance, if I want a door, I've always done this. If I want a door open for me by a man, I will stand to the side of this door, not in front of it. Mm -hmm. Right? How can a man open a door for you if you're in front of the door? So I give you like I've always had that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so one day I went on a date with a guy. Mm -hmm. We were 20 something at the time, right? Yeah. Old enough to know better, right? He's old right. enough to know, right? Supposedly, right? He's he's old enough to know that you open a door for a woman, right? right. It happened twice. So as so he gets out of the car and I want the door open for me. Mm -hmm. So I sat in the car until he was like, what the hell's going on? Right. Why is she not getting out the car? And so he opens the door for me. Like, but he opens the door out of what are you doing? Right. But when he, <laughs> opened, but when he opened the door, I stepped out of the car. Mm. And it was just that simple. Right. But he put two and two together. Then we get to the door and I stand to the side of the door and I stand there. I'm not reaching for the door. I'm not doing anything. I don't have a certain look on my face. I'm not doing any of that, right? Mm. I just stood there. He opened the door. So while we're sitting at dinner, he's like, I've never done that before. And I'm like, never? Like, you, who did you grow up with? You grew up with your mom? Yeah, and she never taught you that or you know you've never had the experience of that and he had never had that experience so, i've seen it all my life so it's always was it's always was normal for for me because I, I i've seen it all my life right 
right? But because we grow up differently, of course, people have to have that understanding. So if he did not do it, I would have said something, right? Like I really would like my door open for me. I really, you know, those type. If it was that important to me, right, in, in a respectful way, right? It's important to some people. It's not important to to other people, right? That, that's very um, true. Right. Um, and sometimes it depends on what's happening, right? If we're dressed up and we're going out to dinner and we're meeting friends or it's a corporate event or blah blah blah. We going gonna... to taco. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. going to something different, right? And it's a part of the whole experience of the evening, not just that part, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Versus, where are we going to Costco? We about to get these groceries. Get out of the car, go get that cart. You know, yeah. <laughs> over there. Come on, you mean know. it. It's mean out there in Costco. It's mean. Yeah. Um. Oh, so we got another question. So, what are things you do to make the opposite sex feel needed within the relationship? Ooh, that's a good question. Go ahead. First, you have to know what they need, right? Mm-hmm can't assume what the person needs Mm. conversation what type of conversation are you having right is it what's your favorite color (laughs) right right how do you feel about you know i don't know a deeper a deeper conversation a, a, a deeper situation how do you feel about that's a question that you can even ask how do you feel about how do you want to be treated when you go out on a date mm-hmm. that's a real question that people will not ask because they feel they like you should just know that you should just know right and that's how we start to date everybody the same and that's that's the problem we start dating everybody as uniform versus as a versus an individual because not everybody wants to be dated the same, yet we feel like we should just know. But then it's like, I didn't date you before, but this girl wanted this. And, but you want this something different, but we don't have those conversations. Because yeah, you should- I was actually having this conversation about sex with someone and how all huh? women are, I was, ha- <laughs> I was having this conversation concerning sex. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got some time. All right, we got about 10 more minutes. All right, cool. Right? And mm-hmm. that women, all women are not the same. No, they're not. And so they're not going to all like the same thing. And that's the thing. Like You you could have been Hercules to one, and then you could have been a straight dub for another one. You know what I'm saying? And while you're thinking you're doing the most, the because most. it worked for the previous. Uh-huh. Because that, that's, that's what she liked. Right. But now you're doing the same thing with her, and now she's telling her homegirls, yo, he's whack. You know what I'm saying? But it's not that he's whack. It's just that he hasn't learned you because he thinks that everybody that you feel the same way that your past feels. And that's not really the truth. But the expectation that he knows. No, right? Or a woman should know how to do certain things already. Yeah. Keeping us from communicating on a level that we should communicate on, right? Mm hmm. Um, I feel like, man, that's a whole other topic that we could do on another hour. Um, but <laughs> we kind of just hitting things right now. Oh, we hitting things. Yes. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. We got we got a lot in the chamber. To be honest, for for this whole series that we about to do, we got a lot in the chamber. This is just episode one, series number one. Um, 
<laughs> and we're going to keep it moving for a few other ones. Because um, I, I, I have some good ideas about the, some topics. That's going to that's gonna dive. It's, it's going to be fun, but it's, it's going to hit some things. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's going to be good that we're going to talk about offline. We'll um, just give them a little taste, a little something. A little smidge. Yeah, a little wet the whistle, right? <laughs> um, so everybody that I bring on the show, I, I feel like it's important um, because I like to get different perspectives. Um, we've had a hell of a year, year and a half going on, you know, just damn near about a year of it's crazy. You know what I mean? That from like January of like last year, all the way until now, um, yeah. we've been going through a lot, a lot of different things. Um, each for, for, for everybody is different. Well, like we're all grieving something every day, whatever that is for you, whatever that is for me. And grief isn't only, you know, regulated to, to, to death, right? We grieve the things we see every day. Um, and the things that we go through every single day. So, as an individual, like, how do you, like, what do you do to kind of maintain your mental wellness and your mental health? Like, what are some of your best practices? That is a good question. Um, fortunately, I have someone that I can kind of talk those things out with when I'm not. Oh, who can I run to? Oh, you got one of them. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I have somebody that can I can actually bounce things off of when I'm so recently, like here in Virginia, like two weeks straight, it was like rainy days, and I was like getting down, right? It's like that weather was just making me kind of unproductive, right? Mm -hmm. So I have that person that I can bounce things off of. Right. Um, I had a coaching client tonight. He was feeling kind of down. It's like, okay, when we get off the call today, I need you to go ahead and journal right? Journal all of the things that you, that you're feeling, that you're just, there's no rhyme or reason. Just throw it all out there, right? Is, is it a guy? Yeah. So, um, just so you, so I use this journal. Um, it's called the Mind Journal. Hmm. And it's amazing. Um, it's absolutely amazing. It's called the Mind Journal. Um, okay. it, it's really for, for men. So, I, I just wanted you to know. So, like, if he asks about a particular journal, um, maybe that's best geared towards men, then the mind journal. Um, I will suggest that. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a couple that I use, but that one is really, really good. Um, yeah. And so what, um, I told, what, yeah. I told him was, what I told them mm -hmm. was go, you know, go buy some water. And we have so many bodies of water here mm -hmm. to, be, or to be outside, right? So that the four walls are not keeping in his his emotions and his energy and stuff like that. Be out yeah. in the open so that you can be free and feel free to write down what it is that you, you know, you want to write down. Right. Um, get a therapist. <laughs> that part. Right? Facts. If you don't have somebody in your life that you can talk to that can be objective, that can just listen, you need that person sometimes that just listens. Don't try yeah. to solve my problem. Don't try to do it for me. Don't try to mm -hmm. figure it out. It's nothing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't judge me. Nothing. Just listen, right? Um, Therapy so is not know. just for women. Therapy is not just for women. These men know, know that you can go to a therapist and it's okay. You're not looked at any 
differently. You're not less than, you're not any of that. Because guess what? Women want you to be healed. We don't want to heal you. We want you to already be healed. So that we can have a healthy relationship. Exactly. Like I said, only bring that carry on with you. (laughs) Yeah, that that carry on. Only bring that carry on bag with you. Uh, can't be a bag lady, right? Why you got all your bags? Like nobody wants that, right? Right. Yeah. And that's and and that's not the responsibility of you, um, to heal us. Like we have to do the work ourselves. You know what I'm saying? But also, I will say that's very important. That's a whole nother conversation when we're talking about black love. It is. Right, we're talking about black love and black relationships, and the 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 thing that we have about the black woman needing to heal the black man, yeah. and him already coming into the relationship healed and whole and ready to give of himself, right? Right. For right. what the relationship needs. Right, and and also, as as we come, as more of us come healed in a relationship, right. It's mm-hmm. also for the woman to also create a safe space for us to express ourselves without right. judgment. So both people do that, don't they? Absolutely. Both people create that space. But I will say that for men, uh-huh. for us to be vulnerable, we have to have that space. Like okay. for vulnerability for, for men, because if you, and you can ask a lot of men, if we come to you about something and you shut it down and you belittle our feelings that mm-hmm. we're finally being vulnerable with you, it's over. Mm-hmm. We're never yeah. going to do it again. Yeah. As where women sometimes, they're a little bit more flexible with that. You know what I mean? They'll, you know, they'll try it. If it didn't have to work once, they'll come back. And it's like, but like with men, it's like, yo, I, I'm, I'm tiptoeing in the diving board now. I'm going to dip my toe in a little bit and see about this vulnerability thing. And if she has a space where I can feel like safe, then I can just now put one leg in and put the other one in. Well, I'm the man, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm, the, I'm the interviewee now, right? So as Hold a on, because we got about a minute and a half, so I hope it's quick. As a man, what's one yeah. thing a woman can do to create that safe space for you? Um... I would say to listen to really understand me. Mm. I think that's important to understand and to not just understand, but to overstand me because that's important to me. I think is to be heard and to be understood without like this. Like I I just want to be able to express myself and be able to be vulnerable with you without the extra stuff. I think that's a whole show, though, right? That's a whole show. And on that note, um, look, on, on that note, listen, man, this this has been amazing. But this is, like I said, this is just part one. We're going to be coming through with God knows how many more. Um, but but listen, please go pick up Alicia Bennett's books. Um, go on Amazon and, and type in Alicia Bennett. Um, she is a relationship coach, a dating coach. She is a queen of the highest order. I thank you. Thank you for doing this with me. I look forward to episode two. Absolutely. I'm here for it. Still it. Always. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Thank, listen, thank you again. And we'll do this again very, very soon. Appreciate you.
Yeah, quick off. All right, no, I do.